Hi there. Welcome to listeners from across the globe. My name is Allison Nune, and this is Best Damn Reality, a new podcast intending to help bridge the spiritual and material worlds. Each week, I invite you to join me and to suspend all preconceived notions, to open your minds and your hearts to seeing everything from a much faster perspective. Should you be enticed enough, please also consider visiting me on my YouTube channel and on my business Facebook page, both under the name Allison Nune. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey. Good afternoon. Recording number two for today, Saturday, March 27th, 2020, 2021, sorry, in Sarasota, Florida. It's 4.01 p.m. And I am following an intuition here to capture another recording, and I may very well capture one more this evening. Only because I'm sort of riving, riding a wave of energy that has been... Um, a little uncommon in the past couple of months, meaning I cannot force these recordings. I, it's anybody that has any sort, has ever done anything of an artistic nature knows you can't force art. Um, it's got to come when it's intended to come. And today, clearly, the energy is flowing in a way that it hasn't in many weeks. And so given that I have to return to the world of working for others for a paycheck to pay my bills. I have to return to that world tomorrow for four days. And my opportunity to do my world of work is much more limited time-wise. And because my energies are focused elsewhere, it's really challenging to shift into the world of my energy when I, you know, on those days, on Sunday through Wednesday. So I'm really trying for Thursday, Friday, Saturday to be able to switch gears and to fully go into my world, which is to surrender to the now moment. And I have every intention to allow myself to be guided by the higher energy in my world of work so that I can better direct a more focused approach using my energy in the here and now out into the world where it's the most effective, the most efficient, and has the furthest ripple effect. So today I'm riding a wave of energy. Now, I would imagine that this recording will be released after the one that I did this morning. So I'm sort of going to pick up the story from the one that I did this morning. Now, I started this morning's recording by announcing that I had literally just come out of meditation 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes before doing the recording. And as part of the meditation, I sat there until I received what I felt was a clear answer to the question, should I try to capture what I am feeling right now? Or should I try to capture it after I go to the celery fields? which is a place here in town, pretty much the only place that I personally here in town can check out and really dial into nature 
where there's hardly ever any humans, the side of the celery fields where I go. And for me, I best connect in nature when I'm able to be alone in nature. And that's really hard to find here in Florida. It's one of the reasons I resonate more with the woods and the mountains, because it's a lot easier to disappear by yourself in the middle of the woods than it is to go to a crowded beach in Sarasota, Florida, especially at this time of year, to try to commune with nature. And that brings me to another aspect that I could share in this 30-minute segment, which is the four cards. I have four decks from which I draw not every meditation, but because I hadn't sat at my altar and done what I refer to as a proper meditation in quite a few days, maybe even over a week now, I hadn't drawn new cards in over a week. So I drew new cards today. And one of them from one of my decks, my Ascended Masters deck, was uh, the name of the card or the title of the card was Retreat in Nature. And the Ascended Master featured on this card was the Green Man. So I just, I'm, there's so many synchronicities and beautiful nuanced details of what has transpired just in my little world today. And I'm just going to share it, even if there's only one person out there who may be able and willing to kind of come with me as I really kind of take another leap of faith here in the storytelling. So one of the things I asked at the end of the meditation, because I felt I, I had all of these things referring to the recording called To the M&Ms, all of these deep feelings and visions coming to me. And very specific people, all of them whose names begin with M, came rushing to me. And, and it was like I could see a little segment of the story to share, but I get really excited. And sometimes it's better to share in the moment. And sometimes it's better to let it marinate for a bit. And when I go out to the celery fields, it is a very real walking meditation slash creative session for me. I make myself walk at least one time around, which is approximately a 5K. And if I run, especially because I haven't run in almost a month now, because I got a little twinge in my back. And I, right now, I'm not allowing myself to run more than a 5K. So I went twice around. I went a 10K. And when I go out there, I don't have my phone on me. I don't have any music on me. It is me alone with my thoughts. And I'm really working to dial into my body right now as a result of this uh, appointment that I had with a physical therapist a couple of weeks ago that pointed out to me what I already knew, which is that my body has held on to a lot of energy in an unhealthy way for most of this existence. And I absolutely must work to release that and to allow my body to align properly. And so I walked very slowly, part meditation and part creative session. And I do this every time I go out to the celery fields. I haven't listened to music in well over a year when I've gone out there. It's just me and my thoughts and my own energy and nature. And <laughs> so the answer to the question in my meditation clearly this morning, or, or maybe it wasn't clear, I'm making it clear now, was I was intended to grab the recording right then and there and not after I go to, not afterwards, not what I'm doing now, which is after I've now returned from the celery fields, I've taken an Epsom salt bath, 
like all of these self, I'm having a, a, a really, this is hard for me to make myself have a self-care day, to make myself slow down, to allow myself to leap back into my work, which has been silent for the better part of two months. All of these things I'm trying to ease back into and really surrender to the higher energy within me. And a very powerful synchronicity happened as I drove. So I did the recording and I've listened to the recording and I will make it public probably in the next day or two. And then I left the house and went out to the celery fields. Now, for a long time, for the past like four years, I was driving a car that had no radio and no AC here in Florida. And let me tell you, driving a car with no air conditioning in the state of Florida was pretty crazy and not easy. And almost a year ago, I had to get a new car because of starting the delivery business or the delivery aspect of the farm business, which I'm the only person that handles that here in Sarasota. So I had to get a car with AC. So I now have a new for me used car that's almost a year old for me, and it has AC and a radio. However, I don't listen to the radio hardly ever, and I don't even really listen to CDs. More often than not, I'd say well over 70% of the time I drive, I have it quiet. And now I I definitely run my AC, so that is not something I, I love the AC. But for the radio, I don't listen to music very often right now. But the CD that I have in my car is the same one that I've had now for quite a few months. And when I do listen, it is an ABBA CD. And the ABBA CD was given to me by my ex, somebody that I very powerfully referenced in a couple of videos Uh, a couple of recordings ago that I made public on my YouTube channel and as part of my podcast. And I haven't listened to music in quite a while. And as I was going out to the celery field, I was drawn to listen to this album of greatest hits. There is one song on this album that for me, when I listen to it, it makes me feel, um, connected to a soulmate, a something a romantic partner that I've always um, longed for and believed I was intended to have in this life. Now, in recent years, I've sort of released that, and my idea of that has really morphed, and perhaps the better word is matured or evolved, but it is still a notion that's hard to jolt within. And there's this one song, Super Trooper, on ABBA that makes me think of this feeling that I had for so many years on a life partner and a soulmate in that regard. And as that song was playing and I'm jamming out with my sunroof open and my windows down, I'm approaching the celery fields and who do I see biking in the opposite direction in the bike lane but my ex. And he's coming from the one primary thing that he does in his world right now, which is to volunteer at the Big Cat Habitat here in town. And he was returning from volunteering there. I know that because I, I know that's I, it's right down the street from the celery fields. I'm 100% certain that that's where he was biking back from. And how crazy that I happened to pass him and he definitely saw me. I think he saw me before I saw him, 
but he's got a very distinct body frame. So once I saw, I knew it was him, but he had already registered me from what I was able to ascertain. But I didn't acknowledge I had sunglasses on, so there's no way that he could know that I was looking at him. But how crazy that that song was playing as I drove to the celery fields and happened to pass him. And had I done the recording after my first recording, had I done it after I went to the celery fields, which was the question I asked in meditation, I would have missed him. The timing would have been off. And I bring this up not because he's part of my life. He's not. In fact, it is a deep part of the story of the character of Allison is the story of A and B. And therein lies another synchronicity that it's ABBA, A-B-B-A, that I'm listening to as I pass him on a day where I am feeling more connected to spirit than I have felt in over a month in no small reason because of my last parting of ways with him again. All of this would not have happened. I would not have gone by him had I done the recording afterwards because I would have been at the celery fields a good 45 minutes earlier than I was. So very powerful, very interesting synchronicity. Not at all an accident, not a coincidence. And much like I referenced in the first recording from today, it represents yet another choice that my higher self guided me to make, that I had to make, whereas if I was focused just in my human character, I would have made a very different choice. And just like saying no to Iron Man with everything as it stands today is likely what I need to do, is what my higher self is telling me clearly to do, is to say no to these opportunities to work the World Championship events in St. George in September and in Kona, Hawaii in October. For multiple reasons saying no, which I haven't yet dove into, in great detail, much like on the surface, it's like, you're crazy. How can you say no to that? You need the money. It's Iron Man. It's prestigious. They're your, you're their number one choice. You're, you're risking this job. Like the list goes on, on how can you possibly think the right answer is to say no? Yet I'm telling you right now, I know the answer is to say no. Similarly, getting rid of my ex from any part of my life, Oh my God, when I tell you what connection there is with this man and how deep it is and how many lifetimes back it goes. But the agreement we made for this life, he has not remembered that yet. He's not demonstrated that he's remembered that yet. I don't feel that in any way, shape, or form. And therefore, I must keep him completely out of my life. And my guess is that that switch, that remembrance won't happen. I'm not holding my breath. Yet spirit brings him into my life and his energy regularly. And he barely leaves his little world. So when our our paths cross, and this is not the first time this has happened, where clearly divine timing stepped in, uh, it's a huge part of the greater story. And this is just me dropping that right now in this segment. 
Um, the other thing I want to touch upon are some of the things that were coming through me as I drove out to the celery fields and as I meditated while walking and running and as I had this creative session trying to follow the story, the other things that came to me without me overthinking it was my time at Microsoft and how I believe there is a tremendous opportunity and I dare say need to transmute some very negative energy related to Microsoft as it pertains to the greater world through its founder, Bill Gates. Very big need, I believe, to mute, to transmute some very dark energy pertaining to that company. And I believe I have the option, the opportunity to do that through my short stint there, my 12-month stint as an employee walking the halls in Microsoft right straight out of my awakening in from July, end of July, 2011 to the end of July, 2012, that popped into my head and specifically the youngest vice president in the company at the time was the guy that for whom I I worked in his organization, not for him directly. I was not his direct administrator, but I sat and watched this guy work every week for a good part of my year there because I was allowed in his staff meetings because as part of my responsibilities to the person to whom I was serving as an admin, I had to take notes and be present to know what was going on within the greater organization. And I knew, just like I did with Iron Man, from day one there, that I was not there accidentally. I am working to align to what is my role on the planet right now. I am working under the assumption right now that I have got Mel Kay and Mark Atwood's attention. I hope. That's my dream. With all humility, that with the last episode, I have at least Mark's attention simply because I'm a Patreon of him and hopefully Mel Kay's because I'm going to look into becoming a Patreon of her and possibly a third Roseanne Barr's attention. I'm not fucking around. I know this sounds completely off the charts of, is she crazy? Like, what is she talking about? She's talking about Roseanne Barr? And talking about like Roseanne Barr might agree to have a meeting with little old nobody Allison Nune in Hawaii if Allison agrees to work that race. This is all picking up from the last recording. I'm telling you, I don't know. I don't know the other roles of everybody else. I'm simply trying to align to my role. And I know that I'm a little nobody that's been in some really big energetic worldwide organizations and I've been there in this way where it's like I'm a fly on the wall yet I'm also I was highly received in the Microsoft world I was respected even though I was on the lowest totem pole role same in Iron Man you can't get much lower than the role I play as a contractor, as a female contractor, and as a female contractor who doesn't necessarily work 16, 18, 20 races. And yet, 
here I am being asked and being proposed and being presented as the top person for a very hard role for two of the top, the top events that Iron Man has in their whole year, their two world championships. The half distance, it was supposed to be in New Zealand. It's not going to be in New Zealand this year. It's going to be in New Zealand next year. It's going to be in St. George. I was supposed to go to St. George in 2020, but because of all this nonsense, my whole 2020 Ironman season was wiped out. I have not worked in Ironman since the week before Thanksgiving, November of 2019. So it will have been almost two years that I will have worked an Ironman race if I say yes to either one of these events. But I cannot go back and consciously agree to the same old, same old. And I certainly cannot go back to agree to be masked. And I will not go back if there's any chance that I could get stuck somewhere and a possibility of having to be tested for this craziness, vaccinated, or isolated. I cannot take the risk. You're not sticking anything up my nose. I am not getting a jab in the arm. And I cannot afford to be isolated for any more amount of time than what I would hypothetically be agreeing to leave town because of my responsibilities here at home. And I don't have somebody to lean on here. I have somebody to lean on for the care of my cats, but this person can't stay in my home. She has her own home and her own animals. So my home, but more importantly, my responsibilities at the farm. The farm is in a precarious place. It is more important than ever, I believe, to keep the farm in operation. It is an organic farm. Nothing like it here in town. He's been in operation for over 40 years, growing organically. I run the business side. It's not a role I particularly enjoy. I have struggled the past year making peace with and accepting that clearly divine wants me there. But there is nobody else on the farm that is able to do what I'm doing right now. And it's not an easy role to train somebody else. So the farm is a very real consideration that I don't feel anybody in my world, especially that Ironman world, really gets or understands. If I agree to go and or if I agree to not go, I am longing for a deeper examination of the other sides of these agreements to go and ask themselves, man, if Allison is saying no, maybe we should go a little bit deeper and, and like what she's saying no about the mat, like, and go a little deeper with that. Go a little deeper within yourself. If I end up saying no, and if I end up saying yes, it will only be because something on the spiritual level has strongly guided me to say yes. Strongly guided, meaning it's got to have a high statistical likelihood to lead to a ripple effect within my world of work that goes to spreading and launching that world. It's too important. I am here on the team of love and oneness and thriving and cooperation. And I know I have a role to play. And I know it's a unique role. But I also know I need others out there to agree to see me playing the, the role that I feel I'm being called. 
So I'm trying to tell the best story for my life to create the best damn reality for my life. But I know I'm part of a greater team. And I'm trying to seek that team's energy to help guide me in some of these decisions because they're intended to have effects beyond my life. And it's real easy in the Ironman world. If I can come up with a couple of ideas that make them money and cost them hardly anything, then I've got an in. And if I can dial into my, the spiritual world that I'm trying to tap into, the spiritual world that is awake in form, and right now that space is being held by two, three very specific people, Mark Atwood, who lives in Ireland, Mel Kay, who lives in New York City, and Roseanne Barr, who lives in Hawaii. Those three people represent people that are speaking about and seeing and feeling a greater version of the human story on this planet. I feel it, I sense it, I know it. And I am working to try to align to them in a way where at a minimum, I can generate enough of a story to get their attention and at a maximum, their input. Because these three clearly have much faster networks, more powerful networks than I can possibly imagine. But I want to use and be able to use my placement within the powerful networks that I'm within and knowing that I was there for a reason for all these years. I knew I was going to ultimately be there for some grand spiritual reason. And I believe it is to tell a beautiful story. And that story I'm titling Becoming Iron Woman Within Iron Man. And I have been sharing it for over a year on my YouTube channel. I have an entire playlist that's called Becoming Iron Woman Within Iron Man. One of my legal DBAs doing business as. I have four DBAs under my company's name. And one of them is Iron Woman. And it has been in existence for five years. I have been laying the groundwork for this story and all the stories within the story for eight years. And all I need are a few listeners who feel the story at a minimum. And that will lead to people feeling their role in the story. And right now, the beginning invitation is to all these M&Ms. And there are many M&Ms. There are the two that I referenced in the last recording that I'm directly, who I'd be directly working with in the expo for these two events. I love these two. I love them. They're my favorite. And I don't think I've worked a race with both of them in so many years. And when we work together, it is noticeable. It is felt. It reverberates without a doubt. I really want to work with them. But I cannot say yes unless there's something higher that gets clicked in. I cannot go back. Same old, same old. Something has to click in somewhere on a different level. Someone in form has to acknowledge on some level this greater story that is yearning to be told, wanting to be pulled through me. And it just needs other people who can agree to see it 
in the way that I see it, in the way I'm living it. So from those two M's, their first names both begin with M, one female, one male in the Iron Man world. Then I connect to two more M's, Mel and Mark. Mel K, Mark Atwood. Outside of Iron Man, touch in. If we think of it as connecting dots, I'm connecting to two very, very powerful light workers, truth tellers, seekers, creators of the new version of Earth. And I'm tapping into them and inviting them because of their storytelling, direct storytelling vibe, if we call it that. Mel is a screenplay writer. She's a filmmaker. She was in Hollywood. Mark currently writes these amazing poems. And there's just all sorts of things. Mark has been including an Air Force pilot over in the, in the British, I think it's the British Army that he flew for, somewhere in the UK. He lives in Ireland now, but I'm fairly certain he's British. And this guy is clearly an artist and a storyteller, a fantastic interviewer. He has brought so many great interviews to his channel in the past couple of weeks. I've just been, each week I seem I'm blown away more and more by who he's inviting and, and his wonderful ability to guide out the most important information that his guests have to share. I'm appealing to them as a storyteller, a fellow artist, and I'm appealing to Mel and Roseanne as a fellow female, as a divine goddess, working hard to balance out the feminine energy on this planet, which has had a hard time breathing. And then I'm connecting to back to Iron Man with two people that have the exact same names, Mel and Mark, representing two huge parts of the Iron Man world. One is a part of the production, a huge part of the production behind the scenes, and one is a huge vendor and has a huge history with the company and was a professional triathlete and, oh, by the way, is Australian. And I have an affinity for Australia, which connects me to another person that Mark's directly connected to and I've shared with him that this woman is a big connector for me, but I have not yet tried to reach out to her. She lives in the Blue Mountains in Sydney. I went to the Blue Mountains. I, I was in Sydney for five months back in 1998. Episode three of my podcast talks all about my experience in Australia. I went to Uluru. I believe my awakening began at Uluru. It took me two decades to realize what was opened up at Uluru. But that happened in September of 1998 for me in Australia. I have a deep affinity for Australia. The Mark from the Ironman is Australian. He was a professional triathlete. That was, and, and so we go from the two that I'd work, two youngins, the 20-year-olds in their 20s, to the two awesome divine masculine, divine feminine in the spiritual world, Mel and Mark, back to Iron Man, another Mel and Mark, and then me connecting to me and weaving this story together, knowing that there's all sorts of parts of the other stories that are going to be woven in and out of this story. So we're just over 30 minutes, and I have vowed to try to stay within 30 minutes as I continue to follow this intuition and, in today's case, ride the wave of the story. Even though I know it's not yet clear 
It's not yet. It's not my A game. A is not playing the A game yet, but she will get there. But I am really working consciously to shift the flow and the balance and the harmony of the energies of my own world as I've navigated very big releases this past month, really working to detach, to detach from everything, but to remain connected, connected, but detached. It's essential. So we'll pick it up maybe with one more recording this evening. Right now I have to go donate plasma and then I have to pop into the farm for a couple of hours. And I might share another recording this evening because then I think it'll probably be another few days before I'm able to return to the story and the stories within the story. If you're listening, I thank you. I'm working to have the highest frequency of the sharings come through. And if you're drawn to something, I, with great humility, just ask you to stay with me. Follow along. Feel what your role is. Because rest assured, it's not an accident if you're listening right now. Thank you. Talk soon.